It's Tuesday, June 25th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Well, today we are joined by Lynn Beckett, and Lynn and I were able to sit down and talk about a very important topic, how to help families thrive during the summertime. And so today, I really want Lynn to provide for us guidelines that will help children, either foster children or children that come into our home through adoption, be able to build fun memories through the summer, to be able to have enjoyable summers, even though this absence of routine of the school and other types of routine are lacking sometimes during the summer. But before we start and dive in with Lynn Beckett, uh, with our uh, team here at Lifeline, I want to let you know that there are over 400,000 children in the U.S. in state care, and we are in the midst of a crisis. And for the church, the most difficult aspect of foster care is knowing how to get involved. So we want to take the guesswork out of getting your church engaged in bringing the gospel to vulnerable children your community, which is why we have developed a new curriculum and a new resource for you and your church called Fostering Hope. Fostering Hope is a set of free, downloadable resources to help your church begin or to extend your foster care ministry. There's a video-based curriculum, booklets, PowerPoints, and more, and these are now available if you will visit lifelinechild.org backslash fostering hope. Again, that's lifelinechild.org fostering hope. And you can download this information to partner with Lifeline as we help equip your church with these free resources to start or to extend your foster care ministry. And so even with that introduction, I want to bring on Lynn Beckett. And Lynn is on our education team. She helps in both the foster care aspect as well as international adoption. Lynn has done so many different things at Lifeline, working with domestic adopted couples, working in our foster team, working with our international adopted couples, doing contract home studies, and probably what many of our listeners will know Lynn the best of is the post-adoption support that she has given so many families throughout the years. I know as I travel around, and not just Alabama, but as I travel around our, uh, our, our coverage area, so many people have told me about how Lynn has spoken into their life. And so, Lynn, I just want you to come and, and talk a little bit today about speaking into families who are going through summertime without that routine, without that predictability, and knowing that sometimes children from hard places can, uh, can struggle without that predictability and routine. So thinking about that, what would you say— um, is kind of the hardship for foster and adoptive families during the summer? Well, I think one of the things that is hard for families and sometimes will blindside families when they transition from school into the summer schedule is what you talked about, is that our children who are coming from hard places are usually, um, their bodies and brains are mm. wired um, to be hyper alert and hyper vigilant. Mm. And so the routine and the schedule of the school year provide predictability for them. And when we transition from that st strict structure of school and the lack of predictability, what to you and I, as we were children, was a great fun thing of no more schedule, no more routine, um, the loose days of summer 
actually for our children coming from hard places and trauma, that can create anxiety mm. and stress for them. And that's something that I had not even thought about before. Um, so what we want to do is try to, as much as possible, keep predictability and some rhythm mm. and routine into the, in those summer days so that this will lower that stress level for our children so their anxiety will go down um, so that they will not try uh, to begin to take control mm. out of fear and anxiety. So we hear a lot from moms uh, usually about four to six weeks after school has been let out. We hear from a lot of our moms that their children have suddenly become very clingy. Mm. Uh, they don't like mom to leave, um, so their fearing is risen. Mm. Um, or they become very bossy and mm. very controlling because they're trying to grab onto control and they're trying to provide that predictability mm. for themselves. So that's one of the things that kind of creates that anxiety and that hardship during mm. the summer vacation. Yeah, and I know as I have had the opportunity to travel around the world, you have lots of different places that kids are coming from, mm -hmm. especially when you think of adoption. You have some of the more communist countries where the orphanages are very structured. Uh, every day looks exactly the same. And so kids coming from that environment into a summertime environment you know, really, our homes, even through the school year, are a whole lot less structured than the environments they came from. And that just total freedom, they have no idea. Their little brains just have no idea how to comprehend that. Yes. They, um, to say to a child that's coming from a highly structured situation that you just described, mm -hmm. to say, go out and play, um, to, uh, to encourage them to have free play, mm -hmm. they don't have a concept of even what that looks like. Right. And so you even need to be there with them, mm -hmm. um, showing them, teaching them even how to play, mm -hmm. uh, how they can interact with the toys and the equipment that you have mm -hmm. uh, there at home. So, um, you know, we would recommend that as much as possible, you provide a regular routine and schedule during the day. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to get up at the crack of dawn right. like you do during the school year, but that you have the same rhythm of the day where we wake, mm -hmm. we eat breakfast, maybe we have a morning activity, lunch, um, rest time in the afternoon, mm. Um, so that they know what to expect and what the rhythm of the day is. For those who don't read or don't have the language acquisition yet, you may want to post a pictorial schedule mm. so that they can refer to that schedule and know what's coming up, what's next. Mm. And then we ne also need to teach flexibility, right? So we can provide a wild mm -hmm. card in that predictability schedule where they can see that sometimes we have to um, – jump in and do something a little different but mm -hmm. providing that letting them know what's coming up what's coming next is really helpful right we also have those events that happen during the summer like the fourth of july celebration so your child newly home may never have experienced mm -hmm. um, a celebration like that so preparing ahead of time letting them know what to expect um, during that fourth of july celebration is important um, maybe even uh, talking about the sounds that they will hear, mm. the popping of the firecrackers and how loud it might be, the sights and the smells, mm. and uh, preparing them for that. 
and two, uh, having plan A and plan B. So maybe you go in two cars to the 4th mm -hmm. of July celebration so that if it becomes overwhelming, if that sensory um, experience becomes um, overwhelming and they go into overload on that, mom and kid can leave mm -hmm. or dad and kid can leave and the rest of the family can stay and finish out the celebration. So having plan A and plan B is important as you kind of navigate some of these fun things that happen during the summer. Yeah, and I think to encourage families too, to let them know that, that changes like this, going from a structured environment to a less structured environment, aren't necessarily meaning your child is regressing. As a matter of fact, sometimes it even does show the level of bonding when your child does cling to you or, or is uncomfortable because it shows that you're actually doing some good things to bring that comfortability to your child. And, and we have to remember that even if these children have been at our, our home for a long, long time, those experiences from birth and those early ages were so formidable. And you have no idea, even if the trauma wasn't, wasn't per se done to them, the trauma they may have witnessed or the unpredictability can create those trauma moments. So what are other guidelines or suggestions or tips that you can give just with some of these children, especially, you know, that, that are trying to grasp in and take control of the situation. And, you know, maybe they're not the clingy ones, but they're the ones that are a little bit harder because clingy is hard, but when they're trying to, to route against you and almost feel like they're against you because they're trying to take control of their environment, what are some tips you give in those situations? Right. No one, no one likes to be engaged in a power struggle. Right. Right. Um, I think one of, the, one of the easy things that you can do in addition to providing the, the schedule and letting them know, preparing them ahead of time for those transitions, giving them those 10-minute, five-minute warnings as you're beginning to transition to another activity, also offering choices for your child. And summer is a fun time where you can offer lots of choices. Uh, so making sure that um, you know if you are trying to get out the door to go to the grocery store do we want to skip to the car or do we want to hop to the car like a kangaroo um, it's a fun time to begin to be playful with your mm -hmm. children and kind of connect with your own inner child during the summer i think summer kind of brings the child and all of us out um, so making sure that you're offering choices can sometimes take out that that need to control making sure that your child is well hydrated mm. and that they have good protein snacks every two hours. We recommend that you maintain that sensory rich schedule of every two hours. Mm. So um, we know that dehydration elevates the level of aggression. Mm. So if you're having that power struggle with your child, it may be they're a little dehydrated mm -hmm. and we need to take a break and get some hydration and have a good protein snack. And in summer, it is really easy to overlook that because we can be at the pool all day and we're playing mm -hmm. hard and we're having fun. Um, and we forget that, um, oops, we missed lunch mm -hmm. or it's been a while since we've had a snack. And that's another thing, too, is that um, good, strong, large muscle activities like swimming mm -hmm. and biking and jumping on the trampoline um, are great outdoor activities for the summer. But 
we can also get overstimulated mm. by that. So the parent is responsible for being that outside regulator, mm -hmm. making sure their child isn't getting overstimulated mm -hmm. and that they're taking good breaks, maybe 20 to 30 minutes of good heavy muscle activity and then having a good time of rest where we mm -hmm. can calm down, get regulated again before, so we can recharge and then forge ahead with other fun stuff. If you're nearly home, um, you know, it might be tempted to go ahead and take that big family vacation during the mm -hmm. summer like you always do. And for those who are newly home and here at Lifeline, we consider that within the first year of placement, mm -hmm. uh, we would recommend maybe doing what we call a staycation mm -hmm. where you stay at home but you take that time off to have extra fun and do some extra short day trips, um, some extra fun activities within your local area. Um, again, so that your child is not getting overwhelmed by new experiences and new sensations. Mm. You don't wanna fork out those big bucks for Disney World and then spend the whole week in the hotel room um, because your child is so overwhelmed. So um, getting, um, passes yearly passes or seasonal passes to local events like mm -hmm. your zoo or your water park your children's museum that way if you go and you're there for an hour and we have a meltdown or it appears that a meltdown is about to come you can leave and um, there's no loss mm -hmm. because you can go back and engage in that again and i think even as we we talk about that for those families especially that have adopted internationally it's kind of that feeling when you went on the pickup trip, going into a foreign country, going into something that's, that's different in an international context. I mean, one of the reasons that our vernacular used to say foreign countries as opposed to international was because it was different. It was foreign. Uh, and, and when you, as a well-adjusted adult, are having those issues and those cultural issues, put that in your child who everything has changed for them and now they're entering into something that's different and that's new and that that really is overstimulating and and, and i love what you say because you really should put disney on the back burner because i know as an adult i get overstimulated uh, when i think about things like disney and you know I, i'm probably sure folks are going to not like me for saying this but as a family that's not one of our go-to things of we got to make sure we can go to Disney at some point because it is, there's so much stimulation. But if you think about taking your child into that with all of the people, all the crowds, just to be mindful and to remember that the Lord has given you to your child to help to help guide them, direct them, and, and just walk them through those types of things. And actually, by guarding their hearts and minds and, and helping them, and like you said, I love what you said, you're going to 4th of July, have one parent on standby for Plan B, those types of things actually will encourage bonding and attachment. So, so maybe talk about some of the activities throughout the summer that can help promote healthy attachment and bonding. Right. I think... Um I think that um, playing, playing together with your child is huge. Play is the language of children, and so summer provides lots of opportunities. I mentioned already time in the pool, but swimming is a great way to connect with your child. If you're playing with your child in the pool, if you're tossing them, they're jumping into your arms, there's a lot of skin-to-skin -skin mm -hmm. contact, um, and that can really promote health and healing for your children. Um, spending time together outside, playing 
you know, catching gliding bugs, um, doing walks together, taking hikes mm. together. These are all great activities. We know that movement actually promotes talking. Mm. And mm. so especially for those older children, those teenagers, getting out and taking a hike together uh, can actually promote that child being more willing to talk about mm -hmm. their experiences, to help them process their adoption mm -hmm. and what um, this transition has been like for them. So really taking advantage of those longer summer days mm -hmm. and um, utilizing that mm -hmm. to pour into your child with those bike rides, those hikes, time in the pool together um, and, and doing that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that, uh, even as I think through that, I know with my own children, especially as they get older, activity always promotes them opening up their hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, even our children, when they're well-adjusted, have a hard time sitting face-to-face -face having a serious conversation. And it's the times in the car, it's mm -hmm. the times on a hike, it's the time playing basketball in mm -hmm. the, the driveway that some of the harder topics end up coming up and you have the opportunity to disciple their hearts while you're doing that. So I know that connection is big, but also I know for some families, you know, they've just gotten the point, their child is in school, they're starting to learn language, they're starting to, to get on to grade level, and then this hard summer stop happens. What kind of tips would you give for families to continue that progress of language learning and that progress of just, just educational learning throughout the summer? Right. We, um, and this would help also with the schedule of the day. Mm. So if your school offers um, summer classes, I would enroll my child in those summer classes mm. to give them that remediation that they need, that extra boost. Um, if that is not available in your area, I would connect with a college student in your church that's coming home for the summer mm. that might be able to come over for a couple of hours each morning mm to give you some time um, where they can tutor your child and mm. there may be some areas where they're um, weak mm. so that they can then re-enter to that school year um, not having lost anything educationally. Mm. It does take our children a long time to catch up academically mm. uh, when they come into our school settings because of that language difference that they're having mm. to navigate as they lose their original language and then began begin to gain um, English. That can be really hard for our kids. So um, providing a, a school time during the mm. day will help with the rhythm of the day. Um, socially, helping mm. them mm. learn to navigate relationships with their peers, maybe scheduling a day camp mm. that they could attend where they have interaction with their peers during the day, but they're still coming home at night mm. to be with you, spend the night at home, um, and you're not losing that bond and that connection with them would be another good way to implement, again, a rhythm and schedule in the day, but also you're meeting some social needs for them um, with that. So I think those are some things that you could do to promote that. And I know, too, uh, a lot of good things. And, of course, as a family, we have chosen currently to homeschool. And so even with homeschooling, there are so many different summer bridge 
curriculums that, that don't take your children longer than 30 minutes to an hour to do, but it just really keeps their brain sharp and helps them review some of those mm-hmm. concepts. And so uh, I know if you search on Amazon for Summer Bridge, there's tons and tons of resources, and they're not expensive, that you can even sit down with your child for 30 minutes to an hour and do some of these Summer Bridge activities just to help them, one, Again, you're spending time with one another, but just keep their brain working and and going through. So the other thing about summer is you have family and friends that are engaged a whole lot more than we are during the school year. Uh, Families get together for trips or for family reunions. You just have a lot more friends over. So if I'm a family if I'm a friend of someone that's just newly home with their child and we're going to get together this summer, what are some tips that you would give us to say, here's how we can help these families thrive during summer? Oh, that's a great question. I love that question. Um, you know, one of the things that sometimes family and friends um, don't realize is what they can do to help promote attachment between mm-hmm. mom and dad, especially for those children that are, that are still building that bond and that attachment. So our tendency is to want to come in and pick the child up and give Mm. them a hug. Um, We want to give mom and dad a break, and so we we want to come in and meet that child's needs. Um, But really, the thing that would be most helpful for attachment um, is to, if a child comes to you um, for a hug, is to give them a high five or a fist bump. Mm. Um, helping to support mom and dad who are trying to teach that child some um, circles of security Mm. and some stranger awareness. So um, always giving that message of hugs and kisses are for moms and dads and high fives and fist bumps are for friends. (laughs) So that's one thing that you could do to help support mom and dad in building that attachment. If um, a child comes and they want you to get them a snack or get them a juice box, um, then redirecting them to mom and dad to have that need Mm -hmm. met or getting those items handing them to mom and dad Mm. and let mom and dad be the ones that actually present and deliver Mm. and meet that need for that child because that's what we want to promote initially is mom and dad meeting the needs Mm. of uh, the child. These children have been exposed to multiple caregivers Mm. and so they're accustomed to going to just any adult to have Mm. their needs met. So family and friends can really support mom Mm. and dad in redirecting the child back so that that child gets that understanding that it's mom and dad that meet our needs and mom and dad are different from Mm. all the other adults that Mm -hmm. come into my life. And so kind of last, and as we finish up here, we've talked a lot, and a lot of our, our, our discussion has obviously focused around adoptive parents, but we also have foster parents, especially with long-term placements. Mm -hmm. And the school year has ended, and so even that routine for your foster child has ended. And summer could be the first time you've really had long, extended one-on-one time with that foster child. Are there any particular advice you would give to a foster parent to say, here's how you can best utilize maybe the only three-month period that you're going to have of concentrated time with this child in your home when you really have no idea where they may be next summer? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, I love that question. Um, this would be a great time for our children in care to begin to develop a life book for them so mm. that they have continuity in their life. 
So that is going back and kind of retracing their story and mm -hmm. helping them learn how to process their, their story. So that may be revisiting how they came into care mm -hmm. and why they came into care, mm -hmm. um, making sure that they have records and pictures of your home, um, maybe helping them take pictures of the home they came from, keeping pictures of parents when they go mm. on visits with parents or maybe they're having visits with relatives so that they can have something that they can take with them mm -hmm. when they transition out of your home um, going forward um, helping them learn how to understand and this is a great time too both for our children in foster care and our adoptive children summer is a much more relaxed time and our schedules are um, not as full of activities mm. So if you have had that feeling during the school year that you feel like this child may need some counseling, mm. then summer is a great time mm. to get that child in to see a counselor. Counselors often can do intensives during the mm. summer where they may meet with the child several times a week instead of once a week. Um, and it may be that you can get the child to counseling because you're not tied to taking them out of the school setting. Uh, to get them into a counselor. So I would encourage all parents, foster or adoptive, that if they feel like their child might benefit from meeting one-on-one -on -one with a counselor, summer is an awesome mm -hmm. time to do that. The other thing with children in care is that um, helping them prepare um, for reunification, for going home. We've talked about their story, but also helping them learn how to know how to um, interact socially with mm -hmm. others, how to interact socially with peers. Um, oftentimes our children in care have only been able to resort on their behavior to get attention. Mm -hmm. So really working on those social skills with those children of learning how to use their words to have their needs met mm -hmm. um, so that they don't have to resort on behavior um, to get attention mm -hmm. um, from others around them. We often say that being a foster parent or being an adoptive parent is not for the faint of heart, but being mm. a parent is not for the faint of heart. And the Lord has given us such a great responsibility to shepherd and disciple the children that are in our home, even for a short amount of time through foster care or for a lifetime through adoption or if we have biological children as well. And so, Lynn, we're so grateful for these resources. Uh, Lynn has so much more that she could say and could tell you uh, on these things. A lot of these resources she has actually put together, and they are on our website. Uh, also, if you are a family and you're getting ready to come to Root and Love, make sure you sign up for Lynn's session. It always is one of the highest rated because of just this practical wisdom uh, that the Lord has given her. And so we want to be here to equip your family to help ultimately reach the heart of your children. And so we just hope that these guides have been helpful. And if you're finding the Defender podcast helpful, we want you to know that starting next week in July, we have a new format. And so if you haven't already heard, we will have our Monday morning Bible study and call to prayer on a separate podcast. It will be called the Defender Bible Study. And so you need to go and subscribe to that or you will miss our Monday Bible study this next coming Monday, July 1st. So make sure that you look for the Defender 
Bible study. And the Defender Podcast will continue with new content every Wednesday, content like this that is rich and heavy to help equip your families, uh, content that's uh, driven to help equip the church and the body of Christ to care for orphans. So make sure that you listen up for our next podcast. It will be Wednesday, July 3rd. And one more time, if you want more information on Fostering Hope and how your church can get engaged in the foster care ministry and, and foster care in the U.S., visit lifelinechild.org backslash fostering hope. And don't forget that this summer we have, again, our Stand for Orphans campaign. We are seeking to raise $150,000 this summer through the development of our children going out and making a Stand for Orphans. So if you want to take a Stand for Orphans with Lifeline, visit standfororphans.org. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how your church can partner with Lifeline, visit lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.